Hey there, and welcome to the Do Life Big podcast. This podcast is going to be your jam if you want to live to your full potential and don't believe in half-assing anything in your life. If we want to do life big, that means we've got to get out of our own way because we only have this one shot to make it awesome. I'm your host, Kathy, and I'm a mom of three whose BFF is cold brew, a retired school teacher turned online entrepreneur, and an author. I'm loud, bold, and will always keep it real. I'm determined to live my best freaking life possible, and I'm here to help you do the same. I'll be packing this podcast with tips, motivation, inspiration, and strategies to finally get you where you want to go. And we will have a ton of laughter along the way because let's be honest, we can't ever take ourselves too seriously, right? I'm so excited you are here with me today. Now let's get this party started. Hey, my friend, welcome back to Do Life Big. I am so excited for you to hear today's episode because in today's episode, you get to hear from a good friend of mine who I met a couple of months ago when I attended a business conference out in Phoenix, Arizona. Her name is Liz Garcia, and she is the host of the Light Your Fire podcast. She's also a working mom of two, and she is just incredible. You are not going to want to miss the interview that we have with each other throughout this episode. We touch on different things such as limiting beliefs and how to change your life by changing your thoughts, and Liz shares a real personal event that happened to her in her life that really just enabled her to see how fragile life is and that you shouldn't waste one single second of it. And she just loves to be a positive impact on others. So make sure to tune in. Let's get this started. Hey, what's up? Here we what go. What is up, girl? I'm, How's it going? It's going great. I'm so glad that we're able to finally like do this. I know we've been talking about this for a while, you know, because we know. just met a couple months ago at I know. the Phoenix event that we went to, and here we are. And here we are. And I almost didn't go to the event because I was so worried because I didn't know anybody, and it was going to be my first event that I had gone to in like eight years not knowing anybody. And I was like, this is really out of my comfort zone, but I know I need to do it. And then look it. I ended up meeting you. You met me, and now yeah. look at this. We're like podcast professionals. <laughs> yes. So, like, for those listening in, you're like, who the hell are these two ladies like chit chatting right now? So, if you haven't met me yet, I'm Liz Garcia. I'm the host of the Light Your Fire podcast. And then we've also got the amazing Kathy Reuter, host of Do Life Bag podcast. And so, the quick rundown we met just a few months ago. We went to her name's Keisha Get Mary, and she's got the Empower Her podcast, and she had her first live event in Phoenix, Arizona, which was amazing. And Kathy, I think you and I first met. It was um, I sat next to you. I think it was like we were like scrambling. Like one of the speakers was about ready to start. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna sit next to this chick, and then you started chit chatting. I'm like, oh, she's fine. Like she's gonna be a good time to sit next to. I you didn't, re- kinda you didn't realize how your life was about to change. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So that's kind of the quick story of, of how we met for those listening in. So, and and this might be a little bit of a unique episode because we were, before we were like chit chatting, before we recorded, we're like, okay, are we going to just do like your questions first and mine? I'm like, let's just have it be a conversation. We'll see where it goes. So, exactly. You guys Roll are in for a, a joyride here. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a good one. Probably the best episode yet. Oh, hands down. Definitely. Hands down. <laughs> So, and what's interesting is I always like to look up a little bit of information. So obviously before our episode, like last night, I was checking more and I am like just 
so impressed with everything that you've done, by the way. And so let's just, let's get into it. So I, you know, you've been in network marketing for several years and you've been crazy successful at it. So how did you kind of first get into the the network marketing and, and coaching? Tell me a little bit about how that got started. Yeah. So it's a very interesting story. So I have no business background at all. Like I went to college to become a teacher. I got my master's degree in special education. I was actually a teacher for 10 years before having kids. And what actually got me into network marketing was I was going to have to go back to my teaching career. And so at this time, this was about, geez, this was like 11 years ago now. God, time is flying by. But about, yeah, 11 years ago, I was home with Kirsten and Landon. Kirsten was like, I don't know, was she maybe like four months old at the time? And Landon was 22 months old. We had depleted our entire savings account, racked up like almost $40,000 worth of credit card debt. We were sinking by $1,000 every month. And we were doing all the things that we could to make ends meet and it wasn't happening. And somebody just happened to tell me about, you know, becoming a coach. And, you know, I'm all very solution oriented. Like if I have a problem, I need the solution and I need to just go and make it freaking happen. And, you know, I had all the odds against me, but I said, you know, I want to be home with the kids. And so that's what prompted me to go into network marketing. And what really, you know, fueled my fire was number one, I had like the main purpose for this has to work. You know, I went into it with no plan B. There was no like, hey, let's just test the waters. Let's see if it works out. You know, if it doesn't work out, then I'll just go back to teaching, put the kids in daycare. You know, like for me, it was this has to freaking work because I am not putting the kids in daycare. I'm going to be with them. And I know not everybody wants to do that. But for me, you know, I had to do that. And you always have to listen to what's on your heart. And another thing I think that really prompted just this is happening was I had a lot of things going against me and a lot of naysayers. Like I had everything under the sun going against me. Like if you wrote it all down, why this won't work for you (laughs) versus why it would, you would have been like, what are you a moron for starting this? (laughs) This is never going to work. And so I just was like, it's happening. And I love to prove people wrong. So when I had those naysayers, that was actually more fuel to my fire. So that's really what prompted that. Yeah. So it's been quite the journey and it's, it's changed over time, you know, now obviously because so much time has gone by now, but yeah, that was what prompted me to go into that fast to success there. (laughs) Wow. That's unbelievable. And obviously to have that type of success in such a short amount of time, I mean, you clearly had to have some sort of focus, like laser type of focus. So, you know, a lot of the people that listen into my podcast are busy moms, Um, even if they're just, if they're not moms yet, maybe they're soon to be moms or want to be. So how, like, kind of explain to me a little bit, how did you put aside that focused energy to be successful since you really didn't have that plan B to, to fall back on. Yeah. So one of the things I remember when I started, one of the things I said was, oh my gosh, well, one of my reasons why it might not work was I was worried that I wasn't going to have the time because I had a four month old at home and I had a 22 month old at home and I quit my teaching job So what really prompted me to be able to kind of set aside the time to really focus on building that business while also being, you know, a stay-at-home mom and giving them attention was, you know, because when I first started, I also did have that thought cross my mind, like, oh my gosh, how am I going to really find the time to do this? I have a four-month-old and a 22-month-old at home, and I did not quit my teaching job 
to spend all this time home with my kids, to then now ignore them and have my face buried in my phone or beyond my computer, ignoring them, like that defeats the whole purpose, right? And so I had to get really strategic with my time. And, you know, you have to make some sacrifices. You just do. I spent all day long with the kids. I would be with them, taking them to baby music class, like having the play date thing, doing all that jazz. And then when they would go down for their naps, I would quickly get my workout in. If I had a little bit of time after that, I'd start working my business. But honestly, most of the time that did not work out. And so my nights were spent building this business. And instead of sitting here on the couch, watching hours upon hours of reruns of just different Netflix shows, which is what Nick and I would do, I said to myself, you have two choices. You can either go ahead and sit on the couch and watch all these movies like you used to do and not build your business and then not earn any income and then put the kids in daycare and go back to teaching and live with like the guilt of that forever. Or you can choose to work your business at night. And so pretty much almost every night of the week, especially that first year, I was working my business. When the kids would go to bed, I'd have my cup of coffee or I'd have my Energize and it'd be 8 p.m. and I'd sit down at my kitchen counter every single night and work. And I literally had, I call them my six-figure dents because I would sit, <laughs> I was in Massachusetts at the time, now I'm in Florida, but I would sit on the edge of my seat at my island on the bar stool and I'd sit on the edge and my knees would be pushed up to the kitchen counter and I'd be just aggressively working all night long. And I literally gave myself dents in my knees. But I'm like, hey, oh those, my are, gosh. those are six-figure dents right there. <laughs> <laughs> I did Hashtag it. Hashtag six-figure dent. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, right. for those listening, go ahead and uh, go ahead. definitely uh, post, post a picture that you're listening <laughs> to this episode. Hashtag... Hashtag knee dance. Yeah, hashtag knee dance. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Well, the reason I I love that you talk about this is, and honestly, like I'm kind of going through this type of transition right now myself where I have that corporate job and it's going really well. I do find a lot of passion with with what I do, but like long-term, long-term, I'm trying to work towards, you know, building up the podcast and starting to monetize it, things like that. And so I love hearing tips of how people really went from kind of zero to 60 and what that in-between looks like. I know it's not sexy, right? It's not cute. It's like you got to put in the action and the effort. And so I just out of my curiosity, because I know I need to dedicate more time, like, and this is a great great visual, I guess, for the listeners, you know, if they're on the fence where maybe they've got a side gig right now that they want to not even necessarily take full time, but they just want to dedicate more time to it um, for it to be more successful. Like how many hours a night, I guess, would you say that you were dedicating to it or was it more of like a weekly basis? Yeah, it was every night. So yeah, a couple of things with that. So I truly loved it. Like it gave me life being home all day long with the kids, it can be extremely lonely. You just kind of tend to lose yourself a little bit. And so even though people looking on the outside in would say to me things like, oh my gosh, how do you even have the energy for that? It honestly gave me energy because it was my thing that I had control over. And it gave me that outlet to be able to produce my own kind of income to help support the family and be able to still connect with other grownups, which I was missing since I wasn't teaching anymore because I can be a very sociable person, as you may know. <laughs> and so, no. yeah, not me. <laughs> no. You're so quiet and bashful. <laughs> but no, I would sit down every night and I would work till midnight every single night. But I do always tell people this because people have always asked me this like for years now or when they hear my story that 
it honestly does not really matter how long you're working if if you're lacking the belief and confidence in yourself. Like first and foremost, I always tell people that because I've worked with people that they're putting in the time and they're putting in the effort and they're sitting down and they're working every single night and nothing is happening. And it's because they're missing that mindset component piece. They're missing that. And honestly, 90% of your success in business is your mindset. And then the rest is action. So you can be putting in all the action. You can be doing all the things. You can be teachable. You can be cranking out and going to bed being like, yeah, I built my business today. I was so busy. I worked. But busy is not going to give you the results that you want if you're missing that mindset piece. And so that's why after finally, after all these years, I went on to create my mindset program and and teach other online entrepreneurs now like how to do that because it's not about just working more and working harder and working longer. None of that works if you're missing that mindset piece. I mean, you're so right where you could Mm -hmm. have, it's like you could put in all the hours that you want to, but if that mindset piece is lacking, you're not going to get to that next level with everything. Oh oh my gosh, that's so good. It's so true. I mean, the mindset accelerator is what you're referencing, right? And I'm obsessed with personal development. Um, And Your Instagram page even says like, you know, you're teaching people how to build that six figure plus business by reprogramming the way that they think. So, you know, with working with so many people over the years, what are the most common limiting beliefs would you say that people generally need to reprogram to lead to improved success? Yeah. I mean, there's so many of them, but the most reoccurring ones that I always hear are just people saying, I don't really know if I have what it takes. So they don't believe that they really have what it takes to go on to learn the business, to build the business, to get it to the level. They don't, they'll say things like, I just don't know if I have the time for that right now. I don't have the support at home. I don't know anything about it. This is new to me. They'll say things like, you know, I'm an introvert and, you know, you're not. So that's why you're having success. Like I could never do what you do. And they just lack that belief in themselves. And so all of that is just all learned thinking through past experiences that, you know, you've adopted for years and years and years and years. And we don't realize it, but we keep those things on repeat in our life so much. And it's not just for business. Like if we choose to listen to that negative voice and that self-doubt and all those limiting beliefs, it affects every single area of your life. It affects how you show up to your relationships, how you face your day when you roll out of bed. I mean, it affects everything. And so people don't understand that you can actually reprogram the way that you think so that you can think like a successful entrepreneur does, which will then affect all areas of your life. Like sometimes people think, oh, well, this is just how I am which is also another limiting belief. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) You know? So you need to be able to first recognize that you have that, those limiting beliefs there. And then that's the first step right there is just being aware that you have them and work from there to go forward. Of course, when I was scrolling on your Instagram, and like, (laughs) check it out more of your page. Um, So you had a link there where you have, and this is totally free. So for all of you guys listening in, I'm going to have this in the show notes. It's, Kathy's got, um, it's a top 19 limiting beliefs of, what you're typically saying and what you can reprogram to say yeah. that's a more positive spin on it. So, you yeah. know, is it really sometimes as simple as just, you know, when you catch yourself saying a limiting belief just to like, you know, literally look at that list and then just verbally say what you need to say or like what's how does that process really evolve into a habit, I guess. Yeah. So the first step is definitely you have to first know 
that you have the limiting belief. So figuring out exactly what yours is, like we all have so many different limiting beliefs, right? But there's, when you narrow it down, there's really only a couple that are like reoccurring, affecting you on the day to day, right? And most of the self-talk in your mind that we do anyways is negative. It's just how brains are programmed. Our brains don't want us to grow. They don't want us to change. And so we're constantly thinking, even subconsciously, all these negative little things to keep us right where we are so that we will not grow, right? And so yes, first step is number one, what is your limiting belief? Being aware of it and then being able to catch it right as it happens. Okay, here it is. I see it coming up. I don't really know if I have what it takes. Or someone might say something like, I don't really know if I'm going to be able to figure this out because this is new to me. And then you're like, all right, that's a limiting belief, right? You're aware of it. And then you automatically replace it with a more positive self-serving belief. Like, all right, hey, this is new to me, but that's okay. There's resources out there. I'm okay being a beginner. I'm going to learn this. Like, I'm going to be okay being a beginner and I'm going to figure it out. And constantly training your brain to catch yourself every time that negative little thought comes into your mind. Like it's catching it, stopping it, and then replacing it with the more self-serving belief. And it's, it is, it's something that you have to, it's like anything else in life that you master and learn, you have to practice this every single day as much as possible. And then it just becomes automatic. Exactly. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. so good. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I know. I kind of yeah. think of it, I'm I'm such a big analogy person because I'm such a visual learner. And so I kind of think it and I, I wish I could remember which podcaster said this, but they referenced it kind of like a little bubble. It might be like, I don't know if it was like Jenna Kutcher or Angie Lee, um, but they'd mention it like negative thoughts that come in your mind and you just visualize it as like a little bubble that's like passing by and then, but all of a sudden you like, you pop it. You're like, nope, like get out of here. <laughs> like, yeah, get away. It's so get true. <laughs> like, yeah, it's so true. It's kind of like, what did I say? in um, before I, it's kind of like, right. You always, they're always there. Like they never fully like completely go away. Like, oh, they don't exist. Right. We all have them. Like all these successful entrepreneurs still have them. It's just they've gotten really good at being able to stop them immediately and replace them with those more serving thoughts that they can keep growing and get to the level they want to get to. It's kind of like if you had a stranger come knocking on your door, right? Pretend the stranger is your limiting belief. You would hear the knock of the stranger, but you wouldn't open the freaking door and be like, come on in. Hey, take a seat. Would you like a glass of wine? Oh, forget the wine. Who wants a captain? Right? (laughs) You wouldn't do that. You'd be like, oh my God, there's a stranger at the door. Don't open it. Right? You would ignore it. It's like the same thing with your limiting beliefs. You cannot pay attention to them. Awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. <laughs> oh, Can't gosh, wait. I love what you're doing. And especially offering like the free content that is huge because I know that takes time, you know, money. Like it's just, it's very valuable time. But I, I love that you're really trying to just impact as many people as oh, you yeah. can with that. I know. I, I love that. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Liz. Like tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. I we'll like long walks on the beat. No, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I love pizza. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really about me. Like, I grew up in the Midwest. I'm from Wisconsin originally. I've been living in Iowa for over 10 years. Um, got two young kiddos. And um, I my corporate job, my husband and I are both in publishing. So we've been in publishing for a long time. I'm a sales rep. So I'm usually traveling to college universities. So I meet with professors and I help the, you know, I hate using the term like textbook sales rep because it's not really textbooks <laughs> much anymore. You know, I'm selling them yeah. courseware, things like that. But I, I love just being able to talk with people face to face. And, you know, it's, it's so funny being in the Midwest. Like I just, I love 
seen different personalities. And that's why I loved us going to that event in, in Phoenix. It was like you and I got to meet each other. You live in Florida. Um, and it was just being in a container with a lot of different people. But about me, like I, I love sports. I was a three-sport athlete. And I just – I truly love like being a positive light around other people. And so that's why I, I was so pumped to like get into the podcasting space just – even if I feel like I'm talking to myself half the time, <laughs> right? Like, isn't that like you feel like you're just staring in the microphone? Like, you I do. don't know who's listening in, but I'm still going to talk. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I hope yeah. somebody's listening to this. <laughs> yeah. But like, I've always, I've always had a glass half full type of mentality. And I think that's really resonated well with the podcasting space that I'm in now. And even if someone's having a shitty day, like if they tune in, you know, getting that DM from someone saying, hey, like you put a smile on my face, like that means the world to me. That's the best so, part, getting those messages from people. I love that. I'm like, yeah. yes, tag me, send me messages. I love it. Yeah. And it was so random how I got involved into podcasting. Like it literally was about a year ago. So it was April of 22 and of when I, I took a intro to podcasting course. And it was because I, I just I felt like I was ready to learn something new, right? Right? Like you're just not that I was plateauing per se with my, my corporate job, but I'm like, I could learn something new. Like I'm a lifelong learner. Yeah, so I took this four sure. week course, launched the podcast two weeks after. And here we are. This is episode 40. So I, I'm loving every second of it. That's exactly how I operate. When I have an idea to do something, I'm like, let's go. Like I'm not going to spend all this <laughs> yeah. time researching it all. It's like, we're doing it. As soon as the idea yeah. pops into my mind, very impulsive, like we're going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And sticking with it. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so great. So tell us then what actually inspired you then to start the Light Your Fire podcast. How long has it been again since you started it? Uh, I since launched, it was, gosh, May 26th of 2022. So. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. Yeah. And so what actually really like lit the fire, literally. <laughs> yeah under your butt to actually do it. You know, Lori Harder talks a lot about like life giving you little lessons along the way mm. and they can either feel like a pinch or a nudge or like a two by four hitting you in the face. And there was kind of, I kind of had that two by four moment and it was in 2021. Um, we, gosh, it was my husband and I, I was seven months pregnant with our second kiddo. Like we had just moved into our, our house that we built like not too many months beforehand. And but when we were seven months pregnant with our second child, we found out that my husband had stage one testicular cancer. So, like, could you even imagine, like, hearing that type of news? Like, no. when you're not only in general, but, you know, I was seven months pregnant. And let's not even talk about like hormone roller coaster <laughs> oh ride, like adding that on top of it. And it's like, it's crazy. You know, I, I, I can still remember to this day, like I was, I, I'm in my basement recording this right now, but I was upstairs, like in the kitchen, like sitting at the island when, he brought the news to me and it's just like, what? And so, so scary. You know, yeah, it was scary. Like there were just a lot of emotions that we both had to navigate through because there was so much unknown, right? Like there was a lot of that fear creeping in and we had never gone through a traumatic situation like that. And so it really put a lot of things into perspective for us very quickly. And, you know, really fast forward, he ended up, he had surgery to remove the tumor and then it was literally a couple weeks before we had our son, Luca, we had to, we still weren't entirely sure what his chemotherapy plan was going to be. Well, he ended up going through one round of chemotherapy. It was elective. So he chose to do it just to reduce his reoccurrence rate and, 
he's now had a clean bill of health. And so it was like literally when our son was, I think about four weeks old is when Matt started chemotherapy. So it was just wild where, you know, at first it was like my husband taking care of me when I was pregnant, you know, like I'd be going to bed early, like sitting up on the couch. And then it was like all of a sudden this light switch went off where, you know, I had to take care of him and be the caregiver. So just a wild, wild you know, several months of emotions, but man, it made us so grateful for what we had. And like I said, it really put a lot of things into perspective. So, you know, his clean bill of health came in like February of last year. Oh, good. I was kind of that in that so rut. It was, yeah, it was amazing news. And I, I still kind of felt like not, not necessarily not happy. I just wasn't happy with myself. Like I was still going through postpartum, you know, body shaming myself and, I had a bunch of, you know, all the unhealthy foods during the holidays. And so it was, I was in a hotel room for my corporate job. I had just gotten done and I was just kind of reflecting on the bed. And I'm like, that was the draw, the line in the moment for me where I'm like, I'm done making excuses. Like I'm done throwing a pity party for myself. You know, <laughs> we just went through a really traumatic experience. So now I'm going to start taking steps in action towards things that light me up. And so then that's when I literally started binging podcasts because I'd be, dry, <laughs> you know, I had a lot of window time for my corporate job. And I'm like, so instead of, you know, tuning into just the radio, I'm like, I'm going to do podcasts now. So it was like, you know, swapping oh, out for more you. positive things. Yeah. And then that's what I landed on Keisha Get Mary's podcast. And she mentioned she was going to be offering a course. And here we are. Like, that's literally oh my how God. all of this evolved. That is so awesome. What a cool yeah. story, though. Well, good yeah. for you for actually doing something because so many people just... They let all those ideas just sit there forever and they never actually take the action to go for what they want, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's truly figuring out like any traumatic situation you go through. I I don't necessarily always believe that things happen for a reason, but I know there's always a lesson that can be learned out of any any type of adversity in life. That's oh my gosh, you're like taking all my questions. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. No, I it's so like I was going to ask you obviously about, you know what you would say one of your biggest challenges probably would have been and how you worked through it and the lesson that you learned. (laughs) Yeah. But I feel like, is that, would you say that that was it for you? Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, it was a huge lesson. I'm just that life is so short. And I, I, I always used to be this when then girl, I call it like the when then. So what I mean is, when when this happens, then I can do X, Y, Z. Like if if I, you know, when I get the extra thousand dollars in my bank account, then I can, you know, do this with my business. So it was like, that's the mentality that I had for so many years. I, I love network marketing. That's why I love that you you've been in it for so long. Um, I've been in network marketing for over 10 years myself. And it like I've always had that mentality though, and it's again limiting belief, right? Like <laughs> what, what you're talking about. And so then it was like it was always figuring out, oh, well, the perfect situation to me hasn't happened yet. So that's why I'm not there. It's like an excuse, right? Uh-huh. And I finally so have grown to know, like, no, like just taking a little step, like little steps daily, taking action, like that's that's what's going to really get you to where where you want to be, honestly. It's true. It's, the, it's that compound effect. I don't know if you ever read that book. Do you ever read that book called The Compound Effect I by Darren but it's Hardy? On my list, so thank yeah. you. I will write it that is. down. <laughs> it's so true. It's just it's. I just feel like so many times for any area of your life, whether it's like a business or something, or maybe a health and fitness goal, or just something that you're trying to go for, it's so easy to look at 
like the end goal of like how you want it to look and how you want it to be. And, but it's so far away, you know, at that moment. So it can also be a little bit discouraging, but Mm -hmm. the only way that you actually really get there is by doing those small little baby steps along the way. And then actually, you know, freaking celebrating those little small steps and wins along the way, because if you continue to do that, then those compound over time to create that big picture result that you really want. You you can't just go like from, that's what I always tell people. It's not about taking like this massive amount of action to get you the results. It's just consistently showing up a little by little, like what can I do today to move me just a step closer to where I want to go? Yeah, I would. And so the micro tips, I honestly find that I, I end up having the biggest transformation by those, the tiniest little improvements that I make, whether it is like swapping out instead of having like a bag of chips on the weekend, like, you know, having like carrots and celery or, you know, you know what I mean? Like, or maybe instead of making dip with sour cream, you're using Greek yogurt, like literally, like literally the little things like that. Like, it seems so minute in the, in the moment, but then it's like, when you look back, you're like, holy crap, like I've saved myself. 500 yeah. calories this last it's, week. <laughs> I know. It's, just, it's like, go me. I'm rocking yeah. it out. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, and I'm curious, Kathy, like for you, what what are the small little tricks that you do throughout the day that have really compounded over the years? And just, are you talking about like some area specifically or just in yeah. business and health and fitness? And yeah, I would say, you know, a lot of the listeners listening are probably, I was going to say, I know a lot of people are always, you know, cognizant of their, of their health and we're still, you know, in the early part of 2023. So probably like health related, but then also business related. What are, what are some tips there? Yeah. So, I mean, health and fitness wise, I mean, for me personally, it was just making those switches to making sure that I was having a lot more vegetables, <laughs> protein, lean protein with every single meal. So, you know, mostly where I was struggling was the nighttime. The nighttime would come and I that's usually when I stay up and get some work done because it's the only time I can have peace and quiet because I have a three and a half year old at home still. He doesn't go to school until August. So that's the only time I can really concentrate. And that would be the time where I would start to get hungry and I've already had dinner and all that. And I'd start to pick at little things. And so what I started doing was just started making either like healthier protein snacks, you know, where I'd have like some hard boiled eggs or hard boiled egg whites, or I'd have some carrot sticks and tomatoes with the hummus, or I'd have a fruit, or I'd make a little um, like chocolate protein, you know, low calorie snack with my superfood shake mix that I have. And I would do that and drink a ton of water versus like going in and grabbing the chips that maybe my parents just bought. Right. <laughs> they spend a lot of the year here with us. So sometimes there's like a lot of junk in there, but I just yeah. I just stopped doing that. And then I carry around a water, ball, water bottle with me every single day, everywhere I go that's a lot of it too, honestly, is that people just aren't drinking enough water. And I, I know personally for myself, when I am super hungry during the day, it is most likely all the time because I have slacked on my water. And so I will put a, um, a water bottle next to my bed before I go to sleep at night. So that way, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing that I can do is have the drink of water, you know, get that going. Then in terms of just growing, whenever I'm getting ready in the morning and I get up and I do my makeup and I'm in the bathroom, I'll put like a podcast on or I'll listen to Audible. Same. I'll do something like that. You know what I mean? To just kind of get my mind right, even though all hell is breaking loose. (laughs) 
around me. It's like a circus up there. It's like a shit show. I get, I'm like, all right, I'm going to focus and get this done. So I just think those little things, you know, if you're in the car, putting on the podcast, yeah. listening to personal development that way, just getting in, that kind of stuff really helps you get your mind right. I can't imagine not doing any personal development. Like it's, it's crazy to me to think that when I started down this business path, you know, 10 years ago, I literally did none of it. My husband actually went to school and he got his MBA in entrepreneurship. And he used to do that stuff back in the day all the time. And I would make fun of him. <laughs> I would be like, why would you be doing personal development? Like we are already good people. Really? <laughs> we, why do we need to get better? Like <laughs> I yeah. totally poo-pooed it. And then when I started my business, I realized, well, you're not going to be able to have the kind of impact that you want to have on other people's lives if you're not working on yourself. And if you're not growing then you're going backwards because no one just stays the same. And I didn't really understand that until 10 years ago. You, you don't just, nobody just stays the same. Like in any area of your life, you're either getting better, slightly better or slightly worse. Yeah. And so I love squeezing it in whenever, whenever I can. Oh, love that. Oh, that's so good. So <laughs> I juicy. Know, right? So juicy. <laughs> what about you? Do you do any kind of little things during the day to like, do you ever get like overwhelmed? Oh, with like absolutely. anything, like how do you absolutely. deal? How do you deal with that? Because I know, like your listeners are probably the same too. Like a lot of my listeners, you know, they want to do these things. They have these big ideas and goals, or you know, they hear these podcasts and they're all motivated and inspired, but they're also feeling so much overwhelm. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them don't know how to work through that or how to deal with that. So I don't know if you have a tip or a suggestion of what you do that maybe could help them out. Yeah. I mean, especially when I was starting my health journey last year, you know, it was like around <clears throat> January, February of last year. And it like visually, I, I felt like I was in a like literally in this like pit, like trying to call myself out because it was like the one day I'd be really good, like I'd work out. And then it was like the next night, both of my kiddos would be up five times in the, in the middle of the night. And I'm like, hell no, I'm sleeping in. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. it's like, but I kept telling myself like, she's doing it. Like I would see somebody on social media who's in the same spot as I am, who's got kids, you know, you know what I mean? Like you're visualizing yourself in this person, but I'm like, but she's doing it. And so I'm like, if she can do it, I can do it. So it's like, you really yes. have to find kind of that accountability a little bit for yourself and just tell yourself, you know what? Like if I wasn't as successful today as I was hoping to be, tomorrow's a new day. And and that's really the mentality that I've had ever since. Like this week, I, you know, I was hoping to work out about four days a week this week. It only ended up being like two or three so far, but I'm not gonna right. beat myself up over it. No. Um, and my daughter was literally up like three or four <laughs> times the one night. So I, I slept in a little bit, but I hear you, the, girl. <laughs> the key that I tell myself is. It doesn't have to be like a 45 to 60 minute workout to actually make right. a difference. Like I've been doing so obviously for those of you listening, like if you know Kathy, you know, like she's been part of Beachbody for a long time. I love the job one workouts because they're only 20 minutes long and they are so much easier to squeeze in than something that's like 45 minutes. And even if yeah. you don't have 20 minutes, like I've been like sometimes, so this is going to sound lazy, like the mornings <laughs> that I really don't want to do anything where I don't want to go downstairs to my workout room, I'll literally just go to the living room and, you know, do some squats, like no way. It's yeah. like just body weight stuff, but it's like, I, everything helps every little minute that you're, if you're on the treadmill for five minutes, like it still is something. Yeah, I know. I always try to tell people that. And I even remind myself that, that, you know, it doesn't have to be 
this perfect process because it's never going to be. Just know that it's not going to be perfect (laughs) and at least do something like get out there and move your body. And I think even like, you know, I was talking to you just a second ago about the overwhelm and like how to prevent that. I mean, for me personally, like I have to know what's going to help like put me in a better mood so that way I don't get so overwhelmed and stressed out because trust me, we all have overflowing plates. And for me personally, like moving my body, making sure I'm getting exercise in, listen, like having a good playlist with some really awesome pumped up jams, you know, something funny that I can watch or a good friend that makes me laugh. All these <laughs> things like keep my mind and our minds just in general, just in tip top shape yeah. to be able to handle the overwhelm and the stress that is just literally thrown at us all day long anyways. Right. Yeah. Well, you talk about pump up jam, and I love that you said that because, well, a, I want to know what the hell your pump up jam is because I, <laughs> I, I lit every club I do. I love asking people this question because I, I have a Spotify list for the Light Your Fire podcast. But um, before we touch, before I ask you that, uh, it, it, it's so it's a lot easier for us to actually raise our vibration than what we think to raise our energy levels, and it literally could be just listening to a three minute you know, YouTube video. It could be a song, right. like a music video. It yeah. literally could be as simple as that to then change our mindset for the rest of the day or at least our attitude. So oh, yeah. just something to think about. But yeah, is what, what is your what is your go-to pump up jam, Kathy? <laughs> well, you know, I have several. <laughs> Love I have it. several. Love I really it. do have like an entire, and I'm not just saying this, like I have an entire playlist here, like on my phone of just pumped up, like you're a badass, right? Doesn't matter what happens, or, you know, that I literally can just blast either when I'm in the car, if I need it, or whenever I go to do my workout, like I don't listen to the workout. I put my earbuds on, I put it, put it so loud, I'm probably <laughs> going to be deaf in like a year. <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, this is it. So but I did write down like my, I have four of my top ones that I really liked. I wrote them down. Yeah, okay, guys. So take out your pen. All right. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> okay. So I wrote down, I love Players. It's called Players by Koi Lee Ray. Right? So it's it's uh, C-O-I-L-E-A-R-Y. Yeah, it's called Players. And of course, I do love High Hopes by Panic. That's nice. another one of my good ones. And I am a big Lizzo fan. Yeah. So I do. My One of my favorite ones is To Be Loved. And then I and then I wrote down my last one here. This is it's kind of a little bit aggressive, but it's called Badass <laughs> by Saliva. Okay. Oh, nice. Oh yeah. And I will just, you know, if I'm about to do a call or some kind of training or anything like that, I will put the earbuds in. I'll do some jumping jacks, <laughs> get the blood pumping. And I'm like, you got this. You know, yeah. it just makes me feel awesome. You need yeah. the confidence. And you got to be your own hype girl. Like you got to be the one to hype yourself up. It can't always be dependent on other people because sometimes where are those people? <laughs> yeah. Well, if you can't hype yourself up, then how do we expect other people to hype us up? You know, right. it's like exactly. it's got to come from within first. It's got to come from within. Go- yeah, totally. What about you? Do you have some favorite jams that you like to listen to? Oh my gosh. Yes. So <laughs> I've been jamming lately. I'm going to actually, I'm going to pull up the Spotify list right now here. What do we, what do we got? What do we got? Um, <laughs> Kesha is Kesha. Which one is she? That's she's got one where, of course, Spotify is not pulling up right now. Um, the This Is Me. It's from the one. It's from the movie. There's a movie that it's in. 
Oh, the Greatest Showman. So it's from oh, the Greatest yes. Showman. This is I yeah, love that like, one. This is me. It's like, this is yeah. a good one. Yes, I love that one. Yes. <laughs> That one's good. And then Sia Unstoppable has, like, this yeah. last year, I've just been jamming out to that one constantly. Yeah, that it's is just such so a good, good one. It's got a good beat, like, good, oh. good tunes all together. Oh, so man. Those are, those are some good ones. They, they're, and, oh, then, man. and then every now and then, um, of course, This Girl's on Fire. So uh, Alicia Keys, of course. Yes, I know that one, too. Yep, yep. Or The, the so. Champion by Carrie Underwood. You know that one? Yes. Yeah, that I one's I love really that good. one, too. God, I you know, oh. I just love music. Honestly... Music is seriously like a therapy for me. It is. It is between working out and music. It's my it's my therapy because it makes me feel so good. And I'm one of those crazy weirdos that knows like every single word to every single song. And I love karaoke and I love dancing. I love <laughs> and I'm it. not good at either of them, but I just love doing it. Kathy, what's on the horizon? Like, what's do you foresee is the future of of everything with the Do Life Big Podcast? I'm dying I know. to know. I know I 1000% see a big live event probably three years down the road from now. Um, just because right now the Mindset Accelerator program and all my students that I'm working with are, is really where my focus is right now. Of course, I still do a podcast every single week, but definitely like it is on my goal board that I do. I want to have like an in-person live, huge do life big event. I would love that. And I would love to be able to either run it with like you or anybody really. And I would love to be able to have different kinds of entrepreneurs from different backgrounds um, and different experiences come and be able to talk and just have it be just like a fun-filled, inspiring weekend for people to go and take that next step in their life and really just build that business and life that they want to build. I love it. And I'm so <clears throat> in, by the way. Oh, yeah. I'll, yeah. I am well, we're gonna, in. We're going to do it together. Oh my gosh. That would well, be it's cool. gotta be in Florida though. I, this Iowa yeah. weather though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely. It's not gonna be in Iowa, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, we listen, guys, listen, I didn't move down from Massachusetts to Florida for nothing. We're gonna have it by palm trees and an ocean with a beautiful sunset. Okay. <sighs> I love it. Oh, and I love you know, it. probably gonna have a tiki bar there. I mean, you we could do a second wanna... event in Iowa, but it's gotta be in the summer. So yeah, we'll exactly. definitely do a Florida <laughs> event though. Yeah. Mark your calendars, guys. We <laughs> don't know where it's gonna be. But Three years I'm giving to myself. That's probably longer than I need, but you know. Ugh, I love what about- that. And I, I agree. I'm truly, and I. this is going to sound so cliche because of the name of my podcast is Light Your Fire, <laughs> but I am so like fueled by being around people in person. And oh as my much gosh. as I love Zoom, as much as I love virtual yeah, interaction, it's just not the same. It is not the same. Oh my goodness. It is like, not the same. It's magical being in person. Like being at the Phoenix event in the fall was just honestly a really great reminder for me of that because like I really hadn't been to a lot of live events for a while and I've been to a ton of live events but it's just being in that container where it's like-minded individuals like-minded women who get you there's no like totally judgment-free zone like that just really lights my fire honestly and pumps me up to go out there be a better person but also Mm. to impact others as well. Yeah, it's really true. I was I was going to say it's so important to make sure that you have these live events that you're going to throughout like the year because we all go through seasons of life, right? Where it's like we feel so inspired and we're so motivated and yeah, we're going to do it. And then something happens and we're like womp womp, right? And it's so easy mm-hmm. to kind of just fall back down and just feel like oh, I don't really know if I can do this or I don't really want to do this. But if you have like events throughout the whole year to always look forward to, so that way when you're actually there, 
it'll, you know, pull you up out of that slump that you're in. That yeah. way you can keep growing. You just can't do it on your own. Like you, no. you need to be surrounded by other people or have a mentor or a coach or whatever. Like you have to have that in your life in order to be inspired and to keep growing. Yeah. It's truly like adding sparks. Like if you're, if you do think of and of course, this is me being cheesy, and, you know, bringing more analogies, but like, if you think of building a fire, like you need the kindling and like, and then it sparks, but it's like, if you want to keep it going, like you've got to keep adding more to it. Mm -hmm. And I think it was actually Chris Harder that made mention about how it's important to have or at least attend some sort of live event quarterly at yes, minimum. Yes, I agree. So at least four times a year. And I, I totally agree with that that statement yeah. as well, too. I mean, yeah. I've been doing that now for almost 10 years, going, making sure I'm at some kind of business event like multiple times throughout the year. And it makes a significant difference. It really does. Yeah. Kathy, this has been amazing. Seriously, like I can't thank you enough for wanting to do a collab with me, number one. But number <laughs> oh two, gosh. like I could just sit and chit chat with you all day long. Like you're so funny. You're so energetic. Like, oh, I'm just I, I I know people listening in, especially at least on my podcast, they're gonna freaking love you. So where well, can people find you? Yeah, well, Instagram is the place to go for sure. You can find me there. It's at Katherine Reuter, so K-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E, and then R-E-U-T-E-R. But I'll be there. You can check it out there. And the other stuff will be in the show notes, right? Yep, yeah, yeah, yep. I'll have um, your top 19 limiting beliefs in the show notes. <clears throat> okay, cool. Um, like your Instagram link, all that, all that okay, good stuff. Okay, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. No, this has been so much fun. And I know that my listeners are going to absolutely love <laughs> listening to you and hearing more about you. And make sure to go and follow her podcast. Okay. What about like, where can people find you at? So Instagram is the best place. Um, I'm I love being on social media and I'm I love stories. So honestly, I try to keep it really real, raw, and relatable. So check out my stories. Kathy, you seriously are one of the funniest people I know. I freaking love following your stories because there's always something going on with like your kids, and then there's like a drink in your hand, and it's like I so I love that, right? I swear so I'm not an alcoholic. <laughs> I just love my captain. All right. That, that's okay. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. But yeah, Instagram. So Liz Garcia dot let your fire is my handle. Um, I've also got a link tree link in my bio. Oh, um, just that um, links to a couple other other things there. But um, if you guys are, I was gonna say for anyone listening and I have a, a free PDF that I'm giving oh. away right now to anyone that wants to join my email list. Um, and so just shoot me a DM that says email, include your email address, and then I'll be sure to give you that. It's a, a basically just a one-page PDF um, with journal prompts. Like for me, I love doing quick journal prompts in the morning. I think they're oh, that's super, so nice. super fun. My undergrad in college was graphic design, so I kind of like putting some stuff together myself. So yeah, oh, anyone who awesome. wants that, shoot me a DM. Oh, that's awesome. I love that idea. I'll shoot you my a DM. <laughs> perfect perfect got you girl oh my God. got you got you got you awesome well thank uh, you so much again this yes. has been amazing yeah it's i've had such a blast so thanks for having yeah. me i appreciate yeah, thanks for being here everybody we love you guys we believe in you you guys are awesome go oh, out I there wanna... light that fire under your booty you can do, do it do life big we're not settling do it <laughs> That's big right. awesome love All and right. appreciate you guys yes we'll see you the next time bye Thanks so much for listening in. I really appreciate you choosing to spend your time here with me today. You totally rock. Hey, listen, if you love today's episode, go ahead and tag me on social and go share this with a friend right now. Like, do it immediately before the day gets ahead of you and you totally forget. Couldn't be more pumped to be on this journey with you guys. Go make today awesome, and I will see you the next time. <laughs> <laughs>